Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico Polizzi. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience and would like to be on the show, or you want to go down the rabbit hole and talk conspiracies, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. That is the best way to get in contact with me. I check it daily and will always respond to your messages. With that being said, let's get into this episode with the New York Patriot. We connected on Instagram and he offered to come on and talk about some of his experiences with magic. And that's magic with a K. He's a former member of the OTO and now uses his platform to expose the occult. This was a great conversation. We're both from New York, so it was like talking to a long lost brother. We got into some psyops and figured out we're both on the same page with a lot of our beliefs. We didn't dive too deep into exposing the occult. We focused more on some of his paranormal experiences while practicing magic, but it was a great conversation. Now, little warning, the last like 10 minutes or so got a little choppy, so I did the best I could with my editing skills to piece it back together. But anyway, you should definitely go follow him on Instagram and check out his two podcasts, The New York Patriot and The Occult Rejects. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. So let's get into it after this quick ad. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very special guest, a fellow New Yorker. You know him from his two podcasts, The New York Patriot and The Occult Rejects. He's out on the front lines exposing the occult and the satanic pedophiles. And he was kind enough to take some time and be on my little show. So let's give him a warm welcome. The New York Patriot. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and I'm Thank glad you. to be on your show. Even if it's small, you got to start somewhere, right? You know? Definitely. So, this, you know, people did it for me when I first came out. So, you know, I got to keep it going, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate cool. it a lot. So would you mind uh, telling the audience a little bit about yourself, how you got into podcasting and your relationship with the occult and secret societies and magic? Sure, sure. Um, the podcasting, um, I guess it was really once, um, this probably goes back about a year ago, uh, when I had, when stuff was going on with, I guess COVID originally, um, even like when Antifa was going nuts and BLM and uh, George Floyd, when all that stuff was happening, uh, it really opened my eyes to, uh, I guess, how much I think, you know, occultism really is, uh, you know, influencing society. And because of the, I guess, because of the, the experience I have in the past and stuff with magic and occultism, I was just, you know, and I had already left the OTO that I was in at this point, um, I was just like, you know, I should really start like making a podcast or trying to at least get out info. Like at first I had even started, like, I think on Twitter and Instagram, like by trying to put together like insane, like, you know, threads and different pictures and using, you know, pic collage and all this stuff just to try to start putting stuff out there. And eventually I, I pulled the trigger and just, I got on two podcasts. I had gotten on lift the veil and then ghost nuts. And, um, after that, I had uh, was like, you know what? Let me go out and I, I guess I got stuff to record with, and I just started it, you know. And here I am, months later, you know, going on other people's shows again now, you know. And actually, people are starting to listen to me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how it all starts. I mean, yeah. I, I I think we are in a 
revolutionary point in history where the truth is going to slowly start to get out there. More and more people are waking up. I see it every day. Yes. Yeah. I actually, you know, I, I used to think, um, you know, there's certain ideas that I have like lately, a a lot of conspiracy theories. I hate to say it. I I think some are just straight up propaganda recently, but, um, and that used to worry me, but I do think um, that the real truth, actual real truth is uh, I do think it's going to start coming out, you know, for sure. I think it's going to make a difference or at least humanity will realize what's really going on, you know? Yeah, definitely. While we're on that subject, what would you say are some of the uh, more prevalent psyops or like you said, just propaganda things that are floating around out there? I mean, I, you know, (laughs) I'm not exactly (laughs) sure where you stand on this. And uh, I don't know what, what your fans either, but um, I mean, we did cover not too long ago, um, my opinion, and, and it's because of the idea of like the submissive, it kind of makes you submissive by far, um, QAnon, I, I hate to say it as a psyop, I think. QAnon? Yeah. Oh, I agree 100%. Oh, see, you know, I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, shit, you know, I guess I'll find out what he thinks, but <laughs> um, the Occult Rejects, <clears throat> the other show that I'm on. We did a seven-episode series showing how that uh, 100%, I believe, is a psyop. I mean, we, we even show Pepe even came from a 2001 Mason uh, porn site. Pepe was on there before it ever became a meme. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I even showed on one of them, I don't know if you ever heard of X-22, I even showed how his logo is a, is a sigil that's used uh, to like uh, that would help you make money actually interesting so we're definitely going to get into sigils and stuff tonight but yeah just to close on q and i think i think it, they do this a lot they kind of hide some truth within the stuff but then it yes yes you know what i think they did to see this another thing goes back to even magic and occultism uh sometimes like you want to do some like real serious stuff and you don't want karmic uh repercussion you kind mm-hmm. of come out and say what you're doing but you can put a spin on it to where if people are dumb enough and don't see what you're really saying, you're okay. You're still good. So I think, in my opinion, QAnon did drop real shit. It's just uh, neither it was twisted or people don't realize that it's saying we're doing this and you think somebody's going to stop this, but that person doesn't exist, which is, you know, and that's how you get away with it with magic. You're telling people what you're doing. It's all about the consent and the intention, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you start getting into serious shit that's going on in the world today, yeah, that, that makes it work a lot better. Interesting. Yeah. So that that's what I really got out of the whole thing with QAnon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always try to look at the positive. Hopefully it opens some oh, people's eyes up. Yeah, it did. But if once it starts making you think that there's like some savior for you, that's when oh, it yeah. screws you. But if it opens your eyes up and it makes you like question everything and even QAnon, I think it did a great job. Yeah. But like you said, too, it it, it no one's going to come save us. We are responsible for saving ourselves. Hopefully yeah. enough people wake up and can move that direction. But yeah. all right. So let's <laughs> any other conspiracies you want to? Um, I mean, I even thought like, I mean, even, uh, I mean, I think it was obvious even shit with BLM and Antifa. I mean, that was like, that was all, um, very psychological psyops, but I mean, BLM themselves, I mean, they, they, uh, I mean, right there, another thing, it's a, it's a, a noble cause on the surface, you know, of course, black lives, but then when you look at the, 
you know, the dark shit that's going on behind the scenes, how they're trying to destroy the nuclear family yeah. and all this other stuff. That's when it gets into, you know, yep. it's, it's all I, mean, I, would, I would even say, you know, I mean, COVID. I mean, that, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that uh, yeah. much because they seem to really crack down on that shit still. But I mean, I think that's quite obvious. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, with COVID, I mean, we could talk for hours on the 200 different things that are all just completely not. But this is a paranormal show, a spiritual show. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll go back to <laughs> we'll We'll get off of that. Mm-hmm. But um, so you were a member of the OTO. Yes. Correct? Yeah, the Ordo Templi Orientis. And, and what got you into that? All right. Well, gr- growing up as a kid, I had always been pretty uh, open to uh, stuff. I, you know, I had always believed in the paranormal, actually. I always believed in ghosts, always believed, you know, uh, things that are out there that we just don't know about. I can't explain. And uh, eventually, as I got older, I like really started getting more into like, uh, you know, the aliens and, you know, more conspiracies. And I guess probably back in like 2010 is when I really like got into that stuff. And I guess like you could say I uh, went down the rabbit hole or I got red pilled, you know. Whatever mm-hmm. used it back back then, I don't even remember. But um, around then is when I started like getting heavily into that stuff, and uh, I had assumed uh, that you know the secret societies, you know, you come across that stuff, and I had assumed that uh, they really are uh, influential, you know. Uh, and I bought into that pretty quick. Well, I bought into it, but I, I seem to uh, I, I dig that stuff more than I guess other things. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that one uh, interests me. So I, I looked into that a lot more and I found it very interesting, very fascinating. And I, and I do believe that there's something there. So at one point I was like, you know, uh, <clears throat> I guess really to only know if this shit really is real or if it works. And then if it does work, I guess uh, if I was to actually learn it myself, maybe I would know how to kind of remove myself from the matrix, you know, of magic. And uh, I started looking into it more. I started looking into uh, certain places if they were like by me. Uh, I had wanted something regimented. I didn't really, uh, I didn't care for witchcraft really. Um, I also couldn't find any covens near me. Um, maybe if I would have found covens, I might have actually gotten into witchcraft instead of actually ceremonial magic and you know, secret society. But uh, I had started looking more into like uh, the Golden Dawn and the Ordo Templi Orientis. Um, there was no golden dawn by me that I would have preferred, honestly, more than the Ordo Templi Orientis. But uh, there was no golden dawn near me. Plus, they are kind of expensive. Um, and it's not because of them charging you. It's just like you have to have a lot of stuff for uh, for that place, like a whole you know, outfits. Uh, you got to make things. You know, it's it, that one can get expensive. The OTO really isn't like that. And uh there was one about a half hour from where I lived. So it just, you know, worked out to where even though I wasn't a huge Alistair Crowley fan and he was the Mm -hmm. one who took it over and changed it, even though I wasn't a huge Crowley fan, I was like, you know, I believed that the guy was an occult uh, genius by far. I mean, I I will totally give him that, that I think he was an occult genius, but he was also a complete degenerate, I think at the same time. So, uh, so I went to that, not being probably the best Thelemite or the best uh, best Crowley fan already, you know. But um, it was a place to where uh, I realized that there was some people there that I believe did the work and was practicing magic 
and really putting in the effort and weren't like, you know, screwed up or nuts or anything. Uh, so I continued to go once I eventually, you know, uh, went. Um, so because there I was also one of the mis misunderstanding. And this is something I want to, I guess, make sure I mentioned too, because, you know, in the Golden Dawn, they actually do kind of assign you a mentor and you have to get tested on things and you actually have to, uh, you know, prove stuff. Um, the OTO didn't do that. And I was actually very surprised. And I was a little upset, too, because I was like, oh, like nobody here is really going to like oversee me or there's no like specific person I can come to for like experiences. So uh, you kind of, I guess, you know, had to come out and just talk to other people and try to make it happen that way. But I was under the influence. I really thought it would have been regimented like that, but it's not. Gotcha. So you went in with the intent of learning magic. and um, I had started practicing, actually, it could be anywhere from six months to a year, maybe with other stuff prior, just some very basic stuff like uh, like the Lesser Banishing Ritual, the Pentagram and Resh, maybe like a few different types of meditations. I was practicing that probably for about a year, maybe eight months to a year before I joined the OTO. Once I joined the OTO, in my mind, that's when I was like, this is going to be like um, a lifestyle change, really, because it totally is. If you're going to really do this stuff and do it right and do it the way it should be done and practice as much as you should, it's going to be a lifestyle change. And, uh, at that point, I had already decided that I was willing to do it. And that's when I really joined. That's when I decided, like, screw it, I'll join the OTO. Gotcha. So. I don't have any real experience with magic or anything, but I, uh, around the same time, I was kind of going through my spiritual journey. You know, I, I started watching ancient aliens, same thing. You know what I mean? Started questioning everything. It was right around 2012. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then I kind of went a separate, a different route, more down the Bible path for a little while. And that was like everything, you know, you know, no magic at all. There, yeah. everything yeah. is evil. It's, and so what I'm asking is, is there a difference between white and black magic? Is there like, how would you define the two? Or would you say there's no difference at all? Is there? I mean, I, I could say it in the most basic of ways and say, yes, I guess some magic would be self uh, selfless and then mm -hmm. some be selfish. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, that's like such a broad thing, but um, I think put it this way. <laughs> If right. everybody knew if magic wasn't a cult, if it wasn't hidden, if everybody knew about it and I guess maybe had the capabilities or, or were able to do it, I think it would be a lot less harmful than it is now. You know what I'm saying? Just on the fact that like, well, I can't play tricks on the next dude because they're going to know what's up. You know what I'm saying? But um, in my opinion, yes, there is. I mean, I, I do believe that there is um, some very positive things you can get out of it. It's just uh, once you start getting into like, um, I don't want to say so much secret societies, but when you start getting on uh, into somebody else's uh, version of it, like, you know, the Ordo Templi Orientis has, you know, Thelema or they have their own idea of magic the golden dawn might have on their own style then there's the temple of set those are all like lampshades 
uh, different types of lampshades that you could put on a lamp and the real source is like the outlet. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you can cut through all that crap and just plug straight into the outlet. Yes, I do think you can do some amazing, beautiful things with magic, but uh, it's very hard to when you kind of are already in somebody else's structure of it. Gotcha. Any sense. So, so what is your stand? Do you still practice magic? Oh, no, you know what? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> it's, um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, I do do meditations here and there. Nothing like I even used to in the past with that. Um, I probably should start doing it more often, but mm -hmm. uh, magic itself and like uh, rituals and all that stuff. I have not done since uh, I started my show because I had a, I did have a, a few interesting and wild uh, experiences that, um, I guess affected me enough and maybe shocked me enough to my core that I decided I just wasn't gangster enough uh, to, to continue. Anymore. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, my, my, you don't want to open the yeah. Pandora's box. You know, do you want to yeah. get into some of those or? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, not now this isn't saying five years I could change my mind. You know what I'm saying? But like, mm -hmm. you know, that's that shit. Like even still today, like I, I don't have any uh, don't have any interest in trying again. But, uh, yeah, I could definitely go into some of the, the experiences I had. I mean, it is a uh, paranormal show, too, right? Yeah. So mm. it's up to you, you know, hey, I whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I'll say um, this is a, a good one. And uh, I don't think I've ever really talked about it on somebody else's show or maybe one other one. Um, you know, there was times when I was practicing stuff when I first started and when I was in the OTO. Uh, you know, you just kind of wonder, like, you know, how, how, if this really works, like, how does it really work? Is it is it more of a maybe a psychological thing on the mind, like just on yourself? Or is it a uh, maybe a psychological thing, like on somebody else's mind? Uh, you know, is there actually any real physical effects happening? You know, sometimes I wasn't uh, too sure what magic really was. And um, I will even say, I think for most magicians, if they're doing what they should be doing and if they are putting in the work their ideas of magic and and probably what's going on is going to change and most of them would say that that's actually a positive thing because your idea of that should always be changing anyway but um it started getting to the point where uh you know i had questioned if they really did do any serious uh changes like in your um your outer you know instead of within you know actually your world surrounding around you and uh, I was, uh, I ended up doing a ritual. I had planned the ritual. I think it was something to do with work, actually. Um, I'm not exactly, I can't remember why, but I had wanted to invoke Horus, uh, you know, the Egyptian god Horus. Mm -hmm. The reason I was using him, uh, he's more of like aligned with uh, Mars or a, uh, you know, martial type, but it, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to look for like war. I was actually just looking for more of like courage and strength. Horus, I think was a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit more extreme. Like I probably could have used, so like Mar Ar um, Archangel Mark, uh, Michael would have been better. Archangel Michael would have been a better alternative, but uh, I wanted to go with something a little bit more stronger, I guess, you know, you know, to prove to myself or whatever, or just to pat myself on the back. So I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go with Horus. And, uh, you know, and that kind of goes along with the OTO. It's very Egyptian themed. And uh, I'm into Egyptian or I wasn't big into Egyptian gods when I used the magic. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I decided to work with him for the first time. And um, that was the first time also that I could say I, f- I felt uh, something in my surroundings like there. You know, I had believed that uh, something had happened. Like there was a change. Uh, the room got extremely hot, like very warm. And um, when I had finished, uh, I used to do it in the living room. Uh, I would use the living room. And then uh, when I was done, I went back to uh, my bedroom. And my wife at the time didn't know. She never did. She never practiced this stuff at all. So uh, she stayed in the bedroom. And then I went back in there. And I told her that I was done doing what I was doing. And she looked at me. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you look like you like smoked like a blunt to your head or something. And at, th- at that time, I didn't smoke smoke weed mm-hmm. so i was just like what she's like your eyes are so red and she's like and you're drenched i didn't even realize that i sweat so much that when i went into the bathroom and looked like my whole back the whole front of my shirt was uh wet my eyes were totally like bloodshot you know and, and the living room had like a uh like a thick dense feeling to it Interesting. you know and it was very um it was very warm you know, and that that night, um, I think that's what had sold me that there was something to do with magic, like uh, physically, like in this world, you know, and uh, I could say that that kind of kept kept me going too and practicing. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think that had sold me? You know, that was one of the one of those moments that sold me that like, you know, this isn't I'm not being fooled and this isn't like a waste of time. Right. Right. You actually had. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. I mean, I had had prior to that. I mean, you know, things for work I might have done uh, other times, like or or things for like um kind of with money at work or uh, other issues in my life that I had maybe done some small stuff on, and and it and it worked, or and, or I got what I had was looking to get, or what I was looking to achieve. I had gotten very easily, or with like almost hardly uh any, with any effort at all, but um. This was like more of like I felt something at the moment when I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, do you think you summoned something maybe demonic that was uh, in there or was it? Uh, you know, to this day, I'm still not sure what happened with that. I mean, it could have been Horace. I mean, like I had said, Horace, uh, he's a very you know martial god. He could be associated with war and he would be um, like when I was working that time when I was working with him, I was um can use like a i was using a planetary ritual it's called the uh the greater hexagram of the the greater ritual of the hexagram now the hexagram ritual is used to like invoke planetary energies you could also use them to maybe invoke spheres on the tree of life because they do align with, uh, with planetary energies but so like with this ritual i was i technically was kind of like invoking the energies of mars and calling horus from there you know what I'm saying? So I was already using like a very, uh, you know, hot, or you know what I'm saying? Or a very, uh, you know, kind of like that, you know, like the, the side effects that I had, I, I kind of think would match maybe type, the type of energy that I was uh, looking for. I just didn't expect like to really um, have those experiences. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's really, and again, it's, it is like a rough, it's, it is a, it's a rough for, a, you know, uh, for, for a beginner and probably even a novice to maybe work with something like that to like, you know, if you were really knew what you were doing. So uh, it, it definitely uh, 
definitely was weird, and I believe something happened. It sounds like it did to me, at least. And I, I yeah. don't. You know, Man, what? I, I can't even remember. Oh, you know what? That's right. I had made a talisman. That's what I was doing. I was actually trying to invoke the energies of uh, Horus, and I was trying to put it into a talisman. And I wanted to bring the talisman to work and use it, I think, to uh, uh, with my job because it's, it's there was parts of my job that was very like physical labor, and um, I had to get rid of it eventually because I think it was actually making me so. Um, uh, well, it was too much. I think it was mm-hmm. to make me like a dick, honestly, like very uh, short, short tempered, very aggressive. And I actually ended up getting rid of it. That's very interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. And you know, what's funny. It didn't even click. Didn't even click that it was that. Um, I used to bring it to work with me every day. And I thought maybe just my job was sucked. And I thought maybe it was just getting to me. And then I had started noticing, like, oh, like, things are going great. You know, things are nice again. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I realize I haven't been bringing my Horus fucking talisman with me anymore. And then man, I was like, maybe I should just leave it home. And, like, things, like, went, you know, just started to actually go smoother. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fascinating. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, because I just had this really, well, I used to have sleep paralysis a lot when I was little. And I had this. Oh. Um dream catcher that i had in my room and it was there for years i mean i never thought once about it and one day we were just cleaning it out and it was like the energy of the room just was like wiped clean that's what and, like, and so i 100 percent believe that you can definitely have stuff attached to a talisman or an object or anything like that you know yeah I mean, I when I was practicing pretty heavily, I mean, I would even uh, cleanse my house or my place uh, once a week, religiously, almost, mm-hmm. just to make sure there wasn't anything lingering around that I was playing with, you know, by accident. Right. Yeah. So, w- while I got you on, what what do you what do you do to clean a house out? Like, did you use sage? Did you? Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could use sage. I mean, I've used uh, sage. I. I mean, I've actually even made my own. Uh, you know, like sticks, uh, rosemary and lavender or uh, what else? Yeah, sage. I would sometimes even make my own mixtures with uh, with different incense like benzoin or uh, uh, mastique or, you know, frankincense and myrrh. I mean, you can use that too. Uh, that's always like a, a well-known one or even just myrrh by itself or frankincense. Uh, but I used to... Um, go around the house. I mean, I would make certain like designs with my hands and stuff, but like, I would try to, I would, uh, I had a little thing. It almost it looked just like from my, like some Catholic priests, they have that little uh, thing that they dip in the water and they kind of use it to get rid of the water. Mm-hmm. I actually had one of those. I bought that from a Catholic store and that's exactly what I used to use to, you know, when I consecrated and when I did my rituals, I had one of those things. I mean, I actually had a lot of stuff that if you were to see my altar, you would have been like, almost kind of looks like a Catholic church and like some weird witchcraft shit. Like it was, it was very weird because I I, I was also very uh, amazed by the Catholic church, in my opinion, too, with the amount of occultism I think is involved in it. So I did uh, use like even some of their stuff, like even the way like um, the robes and the types of things I would wear would almost resemble like a Catholic priest. But uh uh, I would use one of those and like salt water and, uh, I'd make like crosses 
you know, I would do certain things like that with like uh, the incense. Like if I was using a stage stick, I would draw the crosses and play certain things. Or I would hold like the incense dish. I would have like one with like a that hanged from like a chains, and I would like form a cross. I'd say certain things, or I take like, and then I would use the salt water, dip the thing in there, splash it on the floor. I would do it in all four directions in every room in the house. All the corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the corner. I, yep. I've done it with uh, oil and stuff on the doorknobs and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, if if you, you know, if you think it's gonna work, I mean, sometimes that's all it needs to do too. You have to just believe it. Right. Well, that's that believe you could be throwing anything on the floor, but if you really right. believe it in your own mind, that might actually work. Right. Because that's from what I understand is a lot of it is intention based. If you have pure intentions when you're going to do something, it's going to happen. And, you know, that makes me wonder into the law of attraction and manifestation. What would you say? Is there a lot of, uh, I would say, correlation between manifestation magic and just regular magic? I, I don't know how to really word that properly, but. Is there is there similarities between uh, manifesting things and practicing magic? I guess would be the best way to say it. Well, all right. I'm going to say when you when you're practicing magic and the magic with a K, if you ever mm-hmm. spell like that, that in my opinion is when you're actually um, changing the, the world around you because you're pulling something in that's not from here. Okay. So, I mean, I'll say, like, that's a difference between, like, other magic. Like, even, even like, when I was saying, like, I went to talismans. I mean, that's, like, a very small, 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 small scale of that, which I would, wouldn't even count it as the same thing. You know, like, maybe it gives me some kind of, like, uh, influence or whatever. But, like, actually, like, being able to, like, blow out a candle with thought, like, that, that's two different things, in my opinion. You yeah. know? And, and that's just from coming out of a meditation, being able to do something like that, being able to flick a candle during meditation, you know, that's totally different than like what I was doing with that talisman, I think. Yeah. Now, does that get into like out of body experience, astral projecting, things like that? Or is it? Yeah. Now, I would consider it astral projection or you can totally untether from your body. That is real magic with a K. That is like, that's actually what, um, in my opinion, once you can get to those um, either astral or just leaving your body and spirit, doesn't matter if you're fully disconnected or just partially. Once you do that, that is when you are able to start doing magic with the K. Like that's when you can start tapping into things that are not from this physical realm and start either pulling it in in different ways. I mean, physically uh, back inside you mentally out of time and space in this, in this reality and start going other places. I mean, odds, odds are it's going to be almost impossible not to bring something back. I mean, it doesn't have to be negative. It's not, you could bring back creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could, let's say I was able to go into a meditation and I was like, you know, I need some idea for another series. And I was actually able to where I realized I did cross the abyss and then came back and then had like, you know, like a screenplay in my head of like what I should do next. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something to that effect. You know, it doesn't have to be negative. You still got to be careful with that stuff. man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said to you, I don't practice anymore. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I had a few. I had one. I, I did my first episode on this. It's just like a little 12 minute episode. But I was sitting on the couch here. And I'll just rehash it real quick because I want to get your opinion on what you think this was. Sure. So I, I told you we just got a puppy not that long ago. 
And uh, so everyone's sitting down here. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch. My wife's sitting on my lap. My son's sleeping on the couch and the puppy's on the floor. Now I can't move because my wife's sitting on my lap and everyone's asleep and I'm just sitting there staring. And I start to kind of zone out a little bit. I'm still awake. I can hear everything going on around me and whatnot. And I zone out and I um, start to see like, I almost put myself into a backseat of a car and I'm seeing all these scenery out of the backseat, out of the window of a car. And I start seeing different scenes. And as soon as I kind of focus on it, it disappears and it disappears and I'm sitting there and I see in this uh, window, an image of my dog sitting there, but he's in a, in a grass field and I look at him and I notice it. And as soon as I make eye contact with him in this like meditative, weird, half asleep state, he woke up in real life and popped his head up. And I was like, Oh, and then I snapped out of it. I was like, all right, that was weird. Just a coincidence, though. And then I went back to it again. And same thing after about maybe what I thought was like 30 seconds, a minute or two. Same thing happened again. I saw him. He was sitting on a concrete patio this time. I made eye contact with him in this weird state. And he popped up and he woke up again in real life and it, it's scary. How crazy this is going to sound and i hope it doesn't make people think like this dude's nuts and i'll discredit everything i say <laughs> i do believe that that stuff is very possible i do think you can contact other you know people or maybe even you know animals outside of uh you know communicate outside of each other yeah it with, was just... thought, with thought that then that i'm going to say i'm going to say that'll be one of you know one another one of my paranormal things i do believe that i was had experiences like that after fucking with magic interesting yeah, it was just a weird time. You know, everyone was like sleeping. I was kind of half asleep and it happened. And I was like, that's that's once was maybe just a coincidence, but twice. And I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> it actually freaked me out a little bit. Well, you know what movie you got to look up? It's uh, you can find it for free on YouTube. The quality is going to suck because it's from like 84. If you haven't seen it, do you ever see the movie Dreamscape? No. no. Check that out. It's old as hell. It's Dennis Quaid's in it and a couple other people. It's about people being able to actually jump into each other's dreams. And like the government was studying it and stuff, but it was like totally a cult. Like it's 100%. That's, it's actually showing you the government studying magic, but they're not calling it magic. But uh, That's check that out. It's totally exactly what you're saying. People being able to like uh, share a world within a dream with each other. Yeah, that's wild. I'm going to definitely check that out. But um, so you have something similar to that too? Like, uh, well, um, I would say like there was times when I, uh, all right, there was one time when I had my opinion, I had crossed over to the abyss and that's, you know, when I say that, that's like ceremonial magic. That would be like, you did leave, like, uh, I left my body and like went somewhere else, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, and when I came back, um, there, there was a couple of times when it happened, I actually didn't feel like totally comfortable and I felt, uh, like something was off and something was wrong. Um, and it only just continued to get worse, which is why I uh, eventually stopped also. Um, a lot of times I do think, and I will say myself, I think because of realizing what was going on and what was happening, uh, I do think a little bit, or maybe a little bit more than a little bit, was um, fear within myself that was um, 
making it uh, seem a lot worse and maybe making my life a lot worse too at the time. Uh, maybe if I hadn't been so fearful after the fact, I think my experience um, could have been different with it, but it did uh, freak me out and shake me to the core. And then like the whole thing of being like in a secret society, I think like, uh, you know, I started wondering like, can other people um, know because like it almost feels like when you when you kind of step out and like dip into the abyss and jump into the abyss, it is almost as if you feel like you're kind of connected with everything at once. Um, you do feel spread out, uh, part of the fabric of creation. And, you know, you would start – so like in my mind, I'm like, well, if there's other people who can because I'm sure I'm not special, uh, <laughs> you know, do, do – could we recognize each other like out there? Like I know as weird as that sounds and who knows if it's true or not, but like, so I had worried if that was a possibility, like, you know, could they know, you know, could the auto temple orientis know that like I've actually done that because that would, is a serious actually thing to accomplish. And that would be like, I'd be able to go into the lodge and declare myself Magus and just skip mad grades. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, this isn't like a joke. That's not like something that's easily obtained. So like, I had wondered what other people know and uh, that had worried me. And that made me paranoid to where I think it might've uh, made, made my experience a little bit worse. Interesting. Yeah. It's like getting the powder on your hand after you pull the fire alarm, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get the blue shit all over me and I'm like, fuck is anybody going to see? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so funny. But uh, yeah. And I had started worrying and, you know, and then that freaked me out. I'm like, you know, are they going to stop fucking watching me? And, and you know, what's going on, you know, and this is all happening, you know, uh, like kind of like right before the election where, like where I said, I had thought like the, it was so horrible with the psyops and just everything going on or the psychological magic. I was just like, Oh fuck. Like they're going to be like, Oh, he knows, you know, mm -hmm. so I started having these experiences, it, coming out of it and realizing what's you know happening within myself and how these things are happening and um i i hate to even say it because i've heard it in some like new age some like fluffy crap but when people say like oh i'm receiving a download um you it almost is in a sense you kind of do when you cross over when you come back you can come back with like knowledge or just tons of creativity and ideas and thoughts and uh it's it would be very easily i guess like like if i practiced magic i'm gonna be totally honest with you i my show would probably be 10 times better because i'd really know what the fuck to do to spin people and and you know what i'm saying like you get known and you know uh you know what i'm saying like um because you'd be having a lot of this creativity or or more uh energy or just more thought coming through you so it does almost feel like a download but you will start to i think uh, uh start understanding things like oh well that's why this in the kabbalah means that and then all of a sudden like something else will click into your head and be like oh well that's why that symbol for that that i've never understood for years is that because now this experience just made that like make sense that all will start clicking in and you're all of a sudden like yo what the fuck like this is way beyond like another two levels deeper than you even thought like the, the tree of life could even have in it to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Like it just starts getting wild. And when you really start seeing all this stuff like tied together, it can be very like, wow, like uh, what did I just come across? You know, like, like this is the stuff that, you know, people that, you know, 
are into conspiracies, like wish that they understood, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The knowledge of, and like, here I am with it. I'm like, nobody's ever going to fucking believe me. They're going to think I'm nuts, you know, because a lot of it even seems to contradict what I had even thought prior. Yeah. So, but, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of, uh, I could say another experience that I even had, uh, I actually ended up having to go to the hospital too. Okay. Um, one uh, one issue was that, uh, well, at the time I had used the expression, the weight of the moon was like uh, crushing me. You know, it felt like I just was being compressed. I'm messing around, wanting to cross over again. And I was trying to, uh, even like that last episode that I had, um, something in my mind i mean it would sound clear as hell to me and i normally wouldn't this is one thing i'll say too whenever i've crossed over it is like almost like deafening silence and bliss like you hear nothing but you see like everything it's it's so weird uh i heard something like say get out you know and that uh freaked me out you know so like that whole like situation already kind of like had my head fucked up mm -hmm. but uh, like i started to feel like physically like off and um eventually i had pulled the trigger and I, oh it, and i had noticed that my right eye my um, pupil was four millimeters I ended up finding out it was four millimeters bigger than my left but my right pupil was like way bigger than my left one and i knew it was never like that so i ended up going to the hospital and uh they really couldn't figure out what it was. I was there for three days, and their their thing, though, was um, they thought it might have been some specific type of migraine, but they also said that my hemoglobin was, like, jacked up to 19.6, and they had to give me a, a bag of saline and a bag of blood to thin it out because they said, like, it's, you know, almost like, you know, sludge. That's why. So I, you know, and you, you know, you hear through conspiracy stuff and all that shit with adrenochrome, and that there's, you know, blood sacrifice, or there's something magical in blood, and it made me think, like, you know, just crossing over, like, does that, does that actually take something, like, uh, you know, or is when your soul comes back, like, is something that misplaced? I don't know. Like, it, it started making me think, like, there's something coming out and going back in through the blood. That's interesting. I've never, yeah. never thought of anything like that. It's like I've, I've heard of the whole thing with adrenochrome, and I had always mm -hmm. believed like that. You know, there's something with blood for sure, and I'm sure people harvest it for whatever sick fucking reasons, you know, or you know, get off on it, or maybe it does give you a buzz. But like, I was never sure 100, percent you know, uh, for sure thing. But this has has made me think there's something to it for sure. I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Really Crazy because you're and then I never had that problem beforehand and they had me go back to a specialist when I left to uh get my shit checked and I think it was like two months after the fact and it had dropped back down to like I think it was like sixteen or fifteen. Uh and never went back up. I had one again and it was the same. It was like a freak occurrence has never happened again. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and they couldn't even tell me why my pupil was the way it was either. I had no idea. I went to an eye doctor and she had even said, like, I can give you an explanation for this. She said, your eyesight's still fine. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right. 
Is is your pupil still like? Probably about three to four weeks later, it was completely gone. By the time I had even gotten from the hospital and then gotten the appointment with the eye doctor, which I think was like three or four weeks later after that, mm-hmm. uh, it had already went down to three because when they measured it, and I could tell in the mirror that it did look slightly smaller, it was only at three instead of four. So, I mean, it had already started going down by the time I made it to the eye doctor. That's still interesting, though. Yeah, yo, that weirded me out, too, actually. Yeah. 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 Fuck. I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) I think all sorts of weird shit. (laughs) Like, this this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) That is wild. So, what ended up happening with that? Like, other than everything just kind of went back to normal? Yes, and I never fucked with magic again after that. But, uh, I mean, there's, I mean, I could tell you right now, I, from the experiences that I have had, um, and, and I could probably say just within like the last month of practicing those experiences that I had, I totally changed my whole uh, outlook on life. I cannot look at life the same anymore. Um, it just isn't the same world that I thought it was for like, you know, the whole last part of my life. Um, and I do believe physically um, certain things have been a permanent change to an extent. Interesting. Now, would you say it's more for the positive or um, I, well, you know, <laughs> for the positive, I guess, because if I want to acknowledge it, like I like I do definitely believe that, like, I am more in tune with like feeling energies or like something, um, something around me or like something or like like I could move energy through my sinuses. Um, I mean, I always used to be pretty good with even feeling like uh, my chakras and stuff, but I could literally like I could feel being able to push like energy and actually feel like my face and parts of my head, like my sinuses, you know, close or open. Like it sounds wild. But that is like something that I have noticed, you know, or being able to like actually feel shit like in my head or like on the sides. Yeah, that is. But no, no, say that's tied more to maybe your meditative practice or um no i think it actually happens because of i really do believe that itself was due to uh going over yeah going over yeah yeah sure for sure because i had never ever ever felt anything like that before yeah that's amazing so yeah. I, I mean in a i wouldn't even i wouldn't call it a download i would say you got an upgrade <laughs> yeah yeah you know what the thing is is, though, is that sometimes it almost can like freak me out or worry me like sometimes like if something doesn't feel right you know what i'm saying like what does that mean like you know like sometimes i can get like i could still buy into some weird idea like start thinking like shit is the fucking does this mean like the roof's gonna fucking collapse like the dome is gonna break and we're all gonna die that's overthinking yeah, I mean, I will tell you one thing though, is then this might make me sound crazy. They do point to that in the Ordo Templi Orientis, and I that is one of the more secrets of secrets. The and and I do believe it to an extent. I'm not saying the world is flat, but I do believe that there is a dome that we're under. Oh, for sure, I think so. I oh, mean- okay, I wasn't sure how you even felt <laughs> about that, but that well, is if you look up the Stele of Revelations, uh, if you have some time, uh, the Alistair Crowley's Stele of Revelations. Uh, you will see uh, there's like a, uh, a goddess on it that kind of looks like she's uh, stretching. She's supposed to be the, the night goddess or the sky goddess, and she stretches from one end to the other. But if you really look at her, you'll see like that's exactly what she is. 
Yeah. Like if you look at that as being like a glass, like a dome or her being a cover, like then the whole rest of the picture almost kind of makes sense. It's like, all right, yeah, that is actually a dome. Because Crowley says that that thing right there has the secret of all secrets. That means- it's, it's showing a fucking dome. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, this is... Do you think we live in a simulation or do you think it's... Yeah, I believe that that's exactly... Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I thought he was a degenerate, but uh, I do believe that he might have been uh, one of the more uh, knowing when it came to like the, the reality of this world. Yeah. People do credit him with being one of the, the greatest, and I, I'm wondering if it's maybe because of... Maybe he got like a little bit farther or actually knew of it. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that was the difference than other magicians prior to him is actually knowing of the dome. Uh, but I do think like he by far knew about it. He talked about it. Uh, it just people would never picture it or see it because that is one of the far out there ones. And even I could say most magicians I even knew probably would tell me crazy if I said that. Yeah. How do you think astrology try- ties in with that? Do you think we have actual stars or like the guests? The guest I had last night said it was more electromagnetic stuff with the electric universe, and I don't know how far you go down with that. Yeah, that could just be like snapshots of consciousness or some weird shit. Like I, I don't know. Like I'm not too sure what to expect. Like or, or to like, I can't figure it out. I have no idea. Well, that's so interesting you said that. Yeah, like one of the more, um, you know, I guess secrets or mysteries is that I, I do think that what we are is just like electric being uh, put into a prison. Mm. And I think the source of it maybe being pulled or, or um, like in my opinion, like this is like another one of the, the beliefs I've come across from practicing magic. Uh, I did believe it prior because of certain stuff that David Ike said that I liked that I was into, but um through my own experiences and things I believe that I've even seen myself outside of my body, I have come to believe in the moon matrix for sure. 100%. And what I do believe is that there is some sort of light, some form, whatever it is coming from what we call the sun. I couldn't even tell you what the sun really is. For all I know, it's a fucking lightning. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a bulb in some test tube or some, some science project. Like the Truman show, man. (laughs) Yeah. But there is this thing that is, you know, some vibrational light that's being shot out and there is something pulling it using gravity to bend it. And then it's reflected to what we're here now in a prison. Yeah, man, that's, you know, and, and that's even some like, you know, occulted belief prior for, for him to coming up with that. Yeah, so we didn't really get too much into the occult. We kind of jumped right into the story. So yeah, well, I, I know that you had wanted me to do that too. So I was like, yeah. let me cover things I've never really gone as deep into that I even did tonight. So I figured I'd give you something a little bit different. Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate it. I hope I hope it was good. Oh for no, you too, you know? oh yeah, sure. I have no problem talking about it. So if you want okay. to listen, you don't think I'm crazy? I'll you know I'll keep going. <laughs> No, I don't think you're crazy at all, man. Yeah. Trust me. I've had some very weird experiences in my life that <laughs> all, all I know is there is much more to this reality than we're ever told, than we're ever going to Oh, learn. yeah. I mean, even look at how all our shit works. I mean, we can't see Wi-Fi, but it's there doing something. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, believe- I, would, I would even go as far as to say that 
a lot of the shit that we do normally, we don't even realize that we're consciously using magic and not even knowing it mm-hmm. with our phones and a lot of our electronics. I honestly believe that that we are actually using magic, but people don't even know it. For sure. I mean, like, just think of the idea and maybe I'm just being crazy here, but like literally anything you want to look up is on the Internet. I was selling some old toys on eBay like a couple years ago, and I needed to look up the parts that went to each one. And for some reason, there was a website dedicated to uh, obscure 90s cartoon action figures that had all the pieces. And like, how the hell did someone else think of this to put that on there? It's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just if you put it out there, you're gonna find it eventually. It's just so bizarre. Yeah, no, I know what you. Yeah, I've even had that or like, like it was one that like mind fucked me. I mean, even be honest, it even mind fucked me for like a day or two with my wife because it was just like, yo, if I believe this, this is really weird. But uh, at one point, I had felt like I was, you know, and you know, and I think it was also from visual effects that I had. Um, coming back at times when I would come back from the abyss, it would almost look like uh, actually light. And then it would kind of just form into whatever it was supposed to be. Or like light would be coming out of the ground and like turning into like, you know, the chair or like, a you know, a person outside in the park. Uh, you know, like it was always like light being turned into like a 2D thing that then kind of like almost almost somehow became lifelike now. Like there was even times when things almost kind of looked like cardboard cutouts. Like as I was coming out of like what I did or coming out of my meditation and kind of just looking around, almost like look 2D cutouts. And then all of a sudden we kind of just like poof, like into three, you know, or like had looked normal. Uh, I've had stuff happen like that too, driving. Like you'll see mountain ranges in the distance. Yeah. yeah. Talking to my wife, I'm like, where the hell did these come from? And and they look fake, almost like they're loading in on a like on a video game or something, you know, before you get a little closer and then oh no, okay, they're real. Now you see the trees and stuff like that. I, I've definitely seen stuff like that before. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, that was, uh, I guess that's another experience, but I totally forgot. I was going somewhere with that. Uh, it's, sorry for cutting you off no so, no no so I, before were, you even said that i forgot <laughs> so you were seeing stuff kind of manifest into its 3d form probably. oh yeah yeah no i yeah but i i was using that experience for something and i forgot where i was going so it comes back so <laughs> we're at an hour now you want to keep going i, I can go as long as you want to go <laughs> do you want to yeah, get another 10 15 minutes sure yeah, I, I can always come back on or I can have you on my show, too. So. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. So, um, yeah, if you got any more questions, ask me now if you want. So how. Like, all right. So you don't practice anymore. Would you no. ever recommend because I, I, I want to ask like people too. like I've heard people had experiences on like psychedelics and whatnot, but I've also heard people say they wouldn't recommend psychedelics for for just anybody you know what i mean yeah would you recommend magic for like if someone was would you first of all recommend it at all and second if you were going to recommend or someone was questioning about magic what would you tell them as like a word of advice before they get into um See, well, that's you know this go even goes back to the whole thing where i was like you know if this stuff wasn't occult and hidden you know, I'd have a lot less of a problem with it, and I would probably suggest most people to 
uh, practice it within themselves. Uh, there is good forms of magic. I mean, I will tell you, see, the, the, this is where in lies the problem and where things get screwed up <clears throat> is right here. And really to be able to practice magic, uh, you know, with a K, like real magic, you're going to have to know yourself like, you know, beyond, uh, you know, very well. You're going to have to know the insides and out, how you tick, why you tick, what do you do? It is very very psychological need to figuratively burn the world around you down to the ground and form the world that you want to live in with those ashes. Uh, that could be very much like magic. Um, and that's what you're going to have to do with you inside, uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, you're going to know exactly how to play any other person around you. Some people just have different things or different extremes to get them scared or to make them happy. You will see it all within yourself. You'll just see which ones are worse and which ones aren't, but you will easily see it in everybody else because you saw it in yourself. So now you can play people like fiddles if you really want to be a piece of shit. You'll know exactly what strings to pull because you've seen how they've been pulled on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you'll be like, you'll know what exactly works for you. And it's, it's going to work by one out of three on the, you know, if you tried it on somebody else. So you could be you know, a piece of shit. Yeah, man, that's uh, uh, dude. I mean, the first thing that popped into my head was sex magic with that. I don't know why. Uh, that's uh, funny. That's funny. Sex magic. Yeah. Well, th th that is one of the main things of the OTO. But um, I mean, I can tell you right now, I've <clears throat> never been at, they've never like, I've never seen anything like that there. Yeah. That's more of like something that's neither going to be done on your own or uh, probably in a setting that I never would have been privy to know about. Right. No, I was just thinking more along the lines of like knowing your own body. And if you want to have a real good experience with like a partner or whatnot, oh, like, yeah. when you know yourself, that's when you can. But, oh yes yes okay all right i understand yeah exactly <laughs> you got to know yourself if you're gonna do this. if you're gonna look into the abyss kind of know that it's gonna look back at you <laughs> yeah yeah and all that, your flaws there to you know yeah that's fascinating yeah and then it makes it a lot easier for you to be able to do it to somebody else you know and, and that's like before of like you know really um getting any probably like uh uh fantastical Mm -hmm. you know you'll be able to do that before then so then you could really be like you know a really fucked up dangerous person down the road yeah i mean i wouldn't recommend anyone get into this i wouldn't recommend no. get into anything you know yeah oh but you i had asked that if it's uh you know had good or bad um if you like i think i had said like if you remove um styles from it like the influence if you remove the oto the golden dawn from it and if maybe you just uh you know meditated and, and learned about yourself and tried to learn more of god and then you will know more of who you are and then you can become more of that person um like ways like that um you know moral inventories on yourself you don't have to be doing ceremonies you don't have to be invoking specific gods to change you or you know, you can just have a very uh, intimate relationship between you and your idea of God. And um, I mean, 
and just look to become a better person when you change who you are. Yeah. That's how I feel about religion too, man. Like I, I could go to this church and get the sense of community. I could listen to what they believe, but at the end of the day, it's going to be between me and God. You yeah. Know, it's not even, it's not even my family at that point. Like you have to have that personal thing. And I was wondering, is it the same with like, oh, yeah. I was just going to, yo, that's so funny. I was just going to say, even people at the OTO and other places will say all the real magic is done alone at home. You know, where they do it. Um, they do do things at the lodges and stuff. You know, they'll have Gnostic masses or they'll do certain uh, initiations or they do certain rituals, you know, yearly or whatever it is. But uh, I mean, the real change and the real work is going to be done at home alone, you know, with yourself and God or whatever, whoever you're working with. You know, it's going to be done at home, not there. You got to do that yourself. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great spot to end for now. You yeah. know, All right. New York Patriot. Yes. Tell the audience where they can find you. That's right. Uh, I have the NY Patriot show. Um, that one's just me and I have guests on. I'm on BitChute. I'm on uh, Rumble and I'm on. And most major podcasts, and then um, the show that I really do uh, put a lot of work into and research, and I have a co-host, Lux, the Occult Rejects. That's the one that I would really suggest people to look at. Um, I mean, both are good, but this one, like, we really put like work into it, and that's uh, the Occult Rejects. We're on CloudHub, uh, not CloudHub. Sorry, BitChute. We are on CloudHub, but BitChute. Um, most uh, podcasts. Uh, Rumble, we got kicked off of YouTube, and we're also on Gab TV. And uh, Alt, Alt, uh, Alt Media United, I think, also. That's like a website with a whole bunch. A lot of truthers on there. I'd suggest checking that out, too. That's awesome, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so thank you, much. Yo, thank on. you for having me come on, man. You know, oh, this is a great conversation. We'll definitely have to do more. I'll come. Yeah, sure. Show. sure. Even, yo, even if you ever have questions and, you know, you always just message me. I don't have to come on the show either. You, know, or you can always hit me up. But <laughs> any of your listeners, you know, any of your listeners here and they want to ask me something, you find me on Instagram, the NY Patriot 1978. I actually follow people back and I do answer. So that's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. New York Patriot, thank you so much yes, for coming thank on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Believe I'll me. be in touch soon. I'll send you the um, yeah, audio and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, send it to me because I forgot to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to use this. What's that? I'm definitely going to use this. This is this was actually – I actually really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a better episode than I've done in a while, believe it or not. And, you know, it's, it's only been a few episodes for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you knocked it out of the park. I had a good time, so thank you. Oh, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, I'll be in touch and I'll uh, send you this audio over as soon as I get it uploaded and everything. Sounds good, bud. Thank you very much. All right. right. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Later. Take care. And that's the show, folks. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a story of your own you can go ahead and email me at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or send me a message on instagram at upstate underscore unconventional if you'd like to help the show grow you can leave a positive review and most importantly share the show with your friends family and whoever else you can think to share it with that's how this show grows so thank you so much to all the listeners and we'll see you soon